This week's episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Toxic Star Wars fans. Who hurt you? Can't you just enjoy some Star Wars? It's an embarrassment of riches we are getting right now. I mean, there's so much Star Wars, and it's all pretty good. So can you please stop? Can you? Can you just? Can you just stop with the hate? There's nothing wrong with a lot of Star Wars. A variety of Star Wars. Different types of Star Wars. Nothing wrong with it. So just sit back and enjoy, and don't be so damn picky. George Lucas would be rolling over in his grave if he knew the way you were acting right now. You should be... Oh, wait. I, I'm, I'm being told he's very, very much alive. Uh, George Lucas would be disgusted at the way you're acting. So please, for the love of force sensitivity, please just enjoy all the Star Wars for what they are. More Star Wars. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 743 for comics originally coming out. Oh, let's see here. June the 21st and June the 22nd. Before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday. Drew, is there anything else fun and exciting happening in the world of comics or is it just uh, the loss of another creator, unfortunately, and uh, enjoying Obi-Wan? Oh, yeah. Avoid that. Last. Tons of spoilers in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we lost was it Jeff Loeb this week. Like yesterday? Today? Not Jeff Loeb. It was uh, uh, crap. He asked me too quick. The long, what was it? Um, Tim Sale. Jesus. Tim Sale. Thank you. Yeah. Tim Sale. So Tim hopefully Sale. this is the three that happen in threes and we can stop this. No more Neil Adams, George Perez, Tim Sale. We could just be done for a while. Here's hoping. Yeah, that was a that was a big three, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Very sad. But it was nice to see. I saw Jim Lee tweeting out wonderful things about him and everything. So, yeah. Yep. He was getting lots of nice praise. Uh, it was like 68 or something like that. About the same age as Perez was. Yeah, something like that. Died at age 66. 66, yeah. Yeah, let's see. Neil Adams, 80. George Perez, 67. Tim Sale, 66. Yeah, bummer. But we thank them for their work and yeah. their, you know, all the things that they've done. And we hope that that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Creator, comic creators, um, take your eat your Wheaties, take your vitamins. Amen, amen. Um, we can't lose any more. Because um, then what's we'll up? put up with steve orlando <laughs> wow <laughs> he's fine he's healthy as a horse that's <laughs> uh, funny it's funny it's a, it's a running gag we don't really hate steve orlando i just you know he's fine he's, fine. <laughs> he's in on the joke it's all good <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he signed off on it oh what was i gonna t- oh i wanted to tell you that i've turned a corner on ms marvel Oh, I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah, from for, from first episode, I was like, eh, too young. I don't know if I like it. Second episode, I liked it. I was like, you know what? This is kind of charming. I kind of enjoy it. I've made it's a like, conscientious decision that as soon as it's over, I'm just going to wipe it in one day. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it, too. Unless you tell me there's something specky I need to be on. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You know I don't know enough about that character's comic history to know like what's even around, what's even available. Um, you know, I, I knew because I only knew her from Champion. I never read her book, so she was just a, one of the champions. And gotcha. So, oh, if they do some Champion stuff, though, there you go. That'd be kind of be pretty dope. Yeah, 
Well, all right. What what are we on this this week? Well, this week we uh, of course love to dive through our previews and see what's upcoming in the next couple months. What's happening in the world of comics? Drew and I go through. We've done our Marvels. We've done our DCs. We've even hit our favorite image. Uh, let's go through some of what are these? Uh, we call these the mid tiers. Yeah. The, the the better than the average bears that haven't been kicked out because they've complained about things yet. So <laughs> yeah, we are going to start on uh, page 90 in your previews with our good friends at Boom. And they are starting off with an OGN hardcover called I'm Still Alive. So first book there, not a floppy comic, but a $25 book, Drew. Yeah, I guess this would be like the best of the rest of the publishers that haven't went to penguin random house yeah exactly i guess that's what that is but i i think it's larger because i don't even consider the best because i put like awa and aftershock way ahead of some of these true and we still don't i don't think we really understand the rules for how you get into this section i mean Mm -hmm. it used to be uh, market share Mm -hmm. but i don't know if that's true anymore do we know that or does it like payola we don't know gotta be payola gotta be payola but Roberto Saviano, illustrated by Asaf uh, Hanuka. Yeah, so, it's pretty, but it's a $25 trade. OG. So this is about uh, a shocking account of one journalist's mission to expose and survive the mafia. So sounds pretty cool if you're into that kind of thing. Well, let's see what we got there. We got some interesting interior out there giving us. So uh, can't beat that. But here's the one I'm really interested in from our good friends at Boom. And it's not always easy for Boom to grab me. But boy, when they say things like, James Tinian, and mm. you've got cover artists like Greg Capullo, Peach Momoko. Um, those are things that grab me pretty good. So we have Wind, the Throne of the Sky, number one. We've had Wind before, Drew. Yes. So we've, we are continuing with Wind. And I don't remember the previous volume of Wind. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when it was out, but... But it does say it's a thrilling journey that's perfect for new readers. But of course, so, I am waiting for the solicit that says, don't pick this up if you don't have all the backstory. We don't want your money. Yeah. I mean, if I zoom in on the book one, February, uh, was that? Yeah, I can't read the codes. I was like, I was thinking if I could, if I looked at the code, I could see when it was published. But that's like the order code for this. Right. So that doesn't really tell me when it was published. I think it's 2009 and 2010, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Wow. Been a while. Anyways, when the Wind Saga continues in this epic new volume of Eisner from Eisner and Award winner James Tinney and the Fourth and artist Michael Dialnas. We, we get, we're getting pretty pages, but no like dialogue or anything. So yeah. is it like silent or they just haven't got that? The land of Assyria has grown darker and more dangerous as tensions between the humans and fairy realm threatened to erupt into all-out war. Could Wind be the only hope for peace? And what will his destiny be if he truly is one of the legendary winged ones? Prepare to embark on an extraordinary fantasy adventure and discover a world of mysterious legends, ancient prophecies, and brave heroes at the center of it all. I just can't imagine that... James Tinian writes full script for all these because he's got half a dozen books going. Mm -hmm. He cannot be writing full script of all these and keeping up. I I bet you they're like bullet points like, hey, uh, these five pages going to just draw some magical stuff 
uh, I'll figure it out later. You know, very Marvel me- Methodish. There you um, go. I just can't imagine he's that just pounding to keep, unless like he's had these stories for a long time and just didn't have an outlet for them. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Wind from Boom Studios, 2020 June. June oh, of the first one for, for issue number one on that one. So okay, very cool. And looks nothing like the book we're currently getting. So they have uh, gone quite away in this yeah. book. Yeah, because like the first wind, I know I, I see now why we don't know anything about it because it looks super all agey. Um, whereas the current iteration of it does not look as all agey. So interesting. Yeah, maybe this is where you got his. Well, no, 2020, he was doing stuff before that. Yeah, but these Greg Capullo covers and Mike Del Monday covers, boy, those don't look all agey. <laughs> those look crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. House of Slaughter number nine from James Tinian and Sam Johns. So that's pretty, that's continuing on, continuing with pretty cool covers with those as well. Yeah, something and then, killing, oh, God. Yeah, that's just what I was going to say. And yet another volume of something that's killing the children. And a Power Rangers Unlimited, The Death Ranger, um, another $8 book for 40 pages. Seems a little high to me. Yeah, that is quite a bit. And I'm unaware of The Death Ranger, but yeah. we shall see. Yeah, that must, must mean something to somebody. Derek Chu doing cover, though. I like Derek Chu. Not real impressed with that cover, but in general, I'm a fan. Yeah, and Hyuk Lee doing some for the Mighty Morphin 22. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Man, a lot of Power Rangers leaning into it, boom, is. Um, I'm guessing it's selling. I mean. It's got to. I mean, I know we went it pretty in on the first iteration of it when those dope covers were all out, but uh, there was no meat on the bone there other than yeah. cool covers. I mean, I don't know. Like, dude, like you, none of your kids care about Power Rangers, right? Nope. Not really a thing at the moment. Yeah, so it's just old guys that remember it fondly, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Firefly 20th anniversary special. Yet again, $8 for 40 pages. <laughs> this price point is killing me. Yeah. Jorge Corona and Josh Gordon writing. More Firefly, more of the current Firefly, more of the Buffy stuff, be it Angel or Buffy the Vampire Slayer, more from Magic the Gathering. A second so it's Magic basically the like there's special editions are the $10 books, $8 books. And then they then they have like a companion series that's four or five sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like your regular books, 36 pages for a regular price. And then they're giving you four more pages and doubling the price, if not more. It's just cray. Yeah. It, it, <clears throat> yeah, it is weird because, yeah, like, it, but it, all these books seem to be $5 too. Mm-hmm. All, all the smaller books. Size books seem to be. That's what I was saying. They have not tagged the line at three ninety nine. Yeah. Two ninety nine. But the big dog, Grim from Stephanie Phillips. Um, it's a four dollar book with a six dollar fo- uh, foil option. And boy, these covers have been awesome. Uh, I have not read this book yet. I cannot wait to. I see there's another Jenny Frizen Reaper cover, so I cannot wait to see that. It's got you written all over it. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Once in future, issue twenty eight. Our boy Dan Mora there for those they're doing connecting covers between this 29 and 30 very so, cool so you want to collect them all dan Panosian's alice ever after is finishing up we only find them with their dead on its 13th issue massless dune flavor girls coming out a, th- a three issue series at eight bucks a pop that's not dead before it comes out 
R.L. Stein continuing to do some fun uh, OGN mm-hmm. items with gift sets here. What about Dark Horse? What's Dark Horse giving us? Let's see what Dark Horse is doing for us. Starting with Star Wars Tales from the Rancor Pit hardcover. An all-new, all-ages spooky adventure from the throughout the galaxy. Now, wait a um, minute. So we have Star Wars, and we have the Disney imprint on the bottom right of this. Yeah. So we had... We had IDW doing Mm -hmm. adventures, Marvel Mm -hmm. doing the license. Mainline, yeah. And now we have a a new imprint? Or was this always here? Well, we knew IDW was losing it and heading back to Dark Horse. We had always known that. Did we know that? Yes, we did. We talked about it ad nauseum on a couple different occasions. I don't remember him saying where it was going. I I thought that IDW was... Really? Did we know that it was going to go to Dark Horse again? I knew we knew it it was... Leaving, but I didn't know if we knew that it was going to be a dark horse. Two months ago, Bleeding Cool scooped the news that IDW Publishing was losing their all-ages Star Wars comic books and graphic novel license. Dark Horse seizes all-ages graphic novel line from IDW. It's all over the news. Hmm, okay. We just, I don't remember talking about it. We did, and you were you were brilliant in those conversations. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You acted like you knew everything that was going on. So fantastic! If you only could have kept that up for a couple more weeks, we'd have been fine. Yeah. Uh, now they find out you're a fraud. Uh huh. <laughs> now here's what I'm interested in: Patton Oswalt doing Minor Threats number hey. one. Um, with Jordan Bloom, Scott Hepburn. Don't know him. And have have they done stuff before? Who's that? This team. Patton Oswalt and Jordan Bloom. I think they I think they worked together on that um Modoc series. Okay, I'll spell Oswald so I can't look things up. Patton Oswalt. I was oh. I was going with Oswald Copperpot style, so I completely screwed that up. Yeah. Um this is a five dollar book. It looks pretty good though. It's hard out here for a supervillain, not the world conquerors, chaos engines, or arch nemesis, but the little guys, the ones who put on uniforms, knock over jewelry stores, and get tied to poles. And things are about to get worse. The psychotic stick man has murdered Kid Dusk, sidekick to Twilight City's premier crime fighter, the, Insom- the Insomniac. Uh, the Insomniac's T-Mechs are tearing Twilight apart, turning it into a police state, desperate to capture Stickman and stop the Insomniac from crossing that final line, in which he may never come back from. <laughs> yeah. Looks cool. Five bucks for covers A and B. Six dollars for, er, for cover C. Internal art looks good. Vibrant, fun. Huh, okay. After that, we have Survival Street number one, which looks like a crazy takeoff of Sesame Street here. Uh, James Asmus, Jim Festante on this one. So it's an unpatented action satire tearing through a dystopian pact with economic and humanistic cautionary tales. So we have Sesame Street, but dystopian, and looks like R-rated. Huh. So that could be kind of fun. What do you think about that? Uh, I'd say that's definitely, definitely. It's very satirical. Um, Looks like they're kind of going after big government and stuff a lot in this. So I think this is definitely worth at least a read and see what's going on. Oh, sure. And this guy wrote uh, some Rick and Morty comics, so (laughs) take that humor into it. James Asmuth did or Jim Fistanti? James Asmus is the lead writer and five-time Harvey Award nominee, currently writing Rick and Morty's corporate assets and the Transformers My Little Pony crossover miniseries. Oh, which is right up your wheelhouse, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Brony. Mike Mignola with Frankenstein New World, but I'm unfortunately not in the Hellboy universe very much at the moment, so 
few cool things in the BPRDs of all the world. Yeah, I mean, I think I've sampled them. They didn't grab me. Uh, you you yeah. kind of got to get be in for a penny or in for a pound on that mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah, for the Mignolaverse. Hardcover for Festival by Christopher Golden and Tim Levin. So this looks very horror. Mm-hmm. Last week's FOC pick was Mind Management Bootleg Number One. This is mm-hmm. Mind Management Bootleg Number Two. Mm-hmm. And I hate the cover. Yeah, it's not great. Cover B is not bad, but yeah. Vave, vave, interesting. Parasomnia. That's a n- new volume, right? Yeah, new volume. Yep, new volume by Cullen Bunn. Four issue series they're coming out with here. Harrow County's finishing up its return. Mm-hmm. As well as offering a hardcover for uh, that series. So, or not wow. the library. Four issues for $40. That's what I was just about that to say. Way. 224 pages. Oh, we got so, it. Yeah. I think that's actually the uh, the initial run. Oh, okay. Because that's what I was looking at. I was like, wait a minute, 224 pages. Oh, yeah, this is the second. Tip. Gotcha. A little more Shaolin Cowboy. Few other things. Continuing with Bend the Bendis verse with cover and then pearls on its fourth issue. Confabulation and anecdotal autobiography hardcover by Dave Gibbons doing the writing and the art. It's a personal journey through the eyes of one of the world's most famous comics creators. Presented as alphabetically chaptered memoirs, these extensive anecdotes cover a life, a legendary life in comics. From working on Doctor Who and meeting Tom Baker to being included in the Eisner Hall of Fame. Scott Gibbons discusses the reasons why he and fellow Watchmen co-creator Alan Moore no longer speak. (laughs) (laughs) That's worth reading right there. Yeah. Avatar having their book out on their fourth issue. Of course, that's the Blue Cats Avatar. Ah. A couple of trades for this Stranger Things, be they zombies or whatever is going on here. So this, these avatars are kind of like are leading up to the new movie. Prequel to Avatar 2, correct. So it's after one, which I don't remember a single thing about. Well, I'm assuming that the sequels are after one, and but this is before the sequels. So I don't know the time frame necessarily. Have you ever watched it again? No, it was great for the time and loved the 3D. And then I was just like, all right, peace. Uh, yeah, I think I, I checked that box. I, I I mean, I don't know if I'd even want to re- watch it on a regular TV. Would I? Uh, I'm, I'm unaware. Yeah. And I don't know, is does 3D still do anything for you? No, it's dead. Even though, even though James Cameron will probably do something amazing, right? Correct. What's your what's your um intent to go to the theater to watch? Zero. It's zero. You're not yeah. even giving it a, you're not even pretending like you have any For interest. Avatar? Yeah. 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 Zilch. Okay. I I give it a couple. If oh, it's okay. possible I'd go. I'm sitting at a two out of ten. That's where I was. <laughs> I guess I'm more than you, so I'd go three. There you go. The Ward with its three out of four. I think the Ward looked pretty cool, so ER meets Hellboy. Uh, Lonesome Hunters, Tyler Crook. A couple more books dipping into the Cyberpunk 2077 world and the Overwatch world. The Worlds of Borderlands, I'm a big fan of that series from this Dark Horse book. Dark Horse, I read the floppies when they came out on some of those. Halo continuing to be there as well. Ooh, what is this? Minecraft Open World. 
eleven dollars OGN. Mm-hmm. Eighty-eight, 88 pages. pages. Yep. Explore the overworld in this new tale from the world's best-selling video game, Minecraft. Sarah is new to the world of Minecraft, and without much knowledge on the world or how to play, she finds herself looking to veteran player Hector for help. Hector isn't used to exploring the Minecraft world with anyone other than his parents, so he's reluctant at first. However, Sarah's enthusiasm and all-around energy brings Hector around, and the two become partners, but more importantly, friends. Looks think, all uh, AGI. My kids would be interested in this, so I think it looks kind of neat. Think Lincoln would be digging this? 100%. Anything Minecraft, he is on board. Very cool. Well, look, you got a whole Minecraft with or without you box set. Sets. My goodness. You're messing around. Mm-mm. Here we have Avatar, the last Airbender box set. So uh, Dark Horse is all in for Avatars, be they Blue Cats or uh, Elementalists. Mass Effect Puzzle thousand pieces for 25 bucks that's very cool i love that that's way too much for a puzzle right yes how much puzzles cost now (laughs) when they 25 dollars they are when they're licensed if they're just you know a general painting of a you know a house in a field no yeah i would never pay that much for a puzzle (laughs) okay dynamite what are we gonna do here all right so dynamite looks like they're pop oh they got a 007 books we'll talk about that so philip kennedy johnson and mark finnegan writing this new 007 book 007 is back in action after a high stakes rescue mission and mysterious violently sabotaged james bond's future at mi6 hangs in the balance as he awaits his fate bond is urgently contacted by an old flame and mentor gwendolyn gann former agent 003 who wants bond who warns bond of an existential threat to england and the global balance of power doom 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 interesting yeah, I mean, I've given I've given 007 James Bond books mm-hmm. a couple of tries, and they're usually pretty competent. But then I don't think I love the property enough to keep coming back. Yeah, I'm completely with you on that. I'm just like, all right, spy-ish, but oh well. Yeah, it's a spy novel-ish. It's, it's all right. It's fine. You're doing good, good work. But I don't know if I care that much. And into the typical dynamite category, we have Lady Hell with one L mm-hmm. or Heel. However you want to say that. So it, of course, it is Eric Burnham though. Yep, Eric Burnham on the writing on this, and I'm going to let you tell me who the artist is. <laughs> that would be Zingus Tabolavakov. Ah, I've butchered so many names. Yeah, Zingus Tazbalatov. Tazbalatov. Yes, of course. Very cool. Good old Zingus. <laughs> uh, but of course, we're going to get a million covers, be them of all different types on this one. But unfortunately, Drew and I aren't the biggest dynamite aficionados, but we try. But we do have a bunch of Evil Ernie 30th anniversary facsimiles, Evil Ernie trade paperbacks, one shots of a Red Sonia fairy tale. I actually kind of like that cover there on that. It's very cool. Bunch of Vampirella. Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> Issue two with all those covers. You need them all. Got to get them all. Gotta catch them all. It's funny. Army of Darkness versus the Reanimator. Samurai Son- Sonya. That looks like a um, Usagi cover. Mm-hmm. Who's doing that cover? No Stan Sakai. <laughs> no, it's not Stan Sakai, is it? Looks like it, though. Reminiscent of. Elvira's, <laughs> Sheena's, Coins, Dragulina's, Elvira's. 
Sonya's, Sean Carter's, Nix's, Project Superpowers is Immortal Red Sonya. I don't remember that one. That's the fifth issue. Together. They, yeah, they match very much too. The only thing I like about these Sheen of the Jungle Queen is I love these Rose Besh covers. They're awesome, including up issue nine. Holy smokes. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Hey, it's the good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit reminding you that nobody Patreons like we Patreon. So join us at C4FAP and go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and sign up at a level of your choosing. There's various tiers with various goodies for you. Somebody, Something that everyone gets at any level is you get to be a part of our Slack channel community. And you get early and ad-free access to all our episodes. But wait, there's more. So go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and check out all we have to offer. We urge you, sign up today. All right, let's let's head over look, look at some top 20s. Top 20s, let's go over to our good friends at Cover Price and look at their top 20. I'm going to start with their top 10 and we're looking at what is on the secondary market selling like crazy. And we're going to start with... Rank number 10 with Miss Marvel number one from 2014. Miss Marvel on Disney Plus finally dropped its first episode to a mostly positive reception amongst a spackling of frustration from fans of the original comic version of Kamala. With Kamala's pricey key issues out of reach, this first issue is an excellent and more accessible entry point for the budget-minded collector. Uh, raw fair market value is $88, and a CGC 9.8 is 300 bucks. Dang. That's pretty good. Pretty healthy. Amazing Spider-Man 3 from 2022. This is the 1 in 100. And they're wanting $200 for a 1 in 100. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not interested. At rank 8, Sandman 13 from 1990. Sandman's key issues have been hot for years with some ebb and flow. Not only is it a favorite series of collectors, but it's also had some form of content development for nearly a decade while friends primarily focused on issues number one which is the first dream issue four the first lucifer issue eight the first death these other minor keys are finally getting traction thanks to the recent trailer from netflix along with a good look at jenna coleman as johanna constantine we tracked 17 books on the open market $275 for cgc 9.8 and fair market value not quite $25 for sandman 13 interesting okay. at rank number seven grim number one the flaviano second print with a short retail order window and heavy allocations it's been a good second print this book is bound to be scarce the popularity of grim has appeared to cement and the low print run contributed to the high amount of sales we saw 33 on the secondary market uh rawls for 33 dollars and we're seeing near minutes for uh had peaked at 60 bucks on the open market for this tough third print Second print. So, sorry. Thank you. Second print. We but you, we do think that the third print might make an appearance. Exactly. Right? Yes. We, we we said that was a good one to snag up. Make sure you get that third print. Thor God of Thunder number two. This is, of course, the first Gore the God Butcher. Uh, CGC 9.8 is hitting a high of $425 and raw books for 133 bucks. Sell now. Deadpool Black, White, and Blood number four. Marvel gave out Black, White, and Blood titles to popular characters like Wolverine, Moon Knight, Carnage, Carnage, and Elektra. Of course, Deadpool had to get one of his own and doesn't disappoint. However, the main draw of issue four is the first U.S. comic appearance of the manga-influenced Sakara Spider. As noted, her cover appearance on The Amazing Spider-Man number three, one in 100 variant that we talked 
uh, earlier, immediately drew collectors back to the first. Trek 23 issues sold, high raw sale of 40. At rank four, Thunderbolts number one from 1997 with the recent confirmation of the Thunderbolts coming to the MCU. Fans rushed out to grab their first appearance in the Incredible Hulk 449. This issue quickly uh, moved out of reach for many. Subsequently, fans moved to now pick up the next best thing with their first ongoing title here. CGC 9.8 hit $270 and Rawls at a fair market value of 34 bucks. We talked earlier about Sandman, and here we have Sandman number five coming in at our third-ranked book. Um, this issue features the first appearance of Merv Pumpkinhead, so just FYI. Huh. Um, high sale of $335 for CGC 9.8, and Raw is going for around 40 bucks. At rank two, we have Fortnite Cross Marvel Zero War number one, the Leno Francis U Regular. Remember when the DC Fortnite collaboration took over our top 10 list for a solid month? Well, Fortnite is back, and this time with Marvel. Thanks to an exclusive Iron Spider-Man suit available via download code included with this book, Fortnite players once again rushed into their LCSs and online shops to pick up a copy. We tracked 39 copies in the secondary market with a high sale of 20 bucks for just a raw. However, the FMV has since settled down to around 10 bucks due to the large volume of available copies, a.k.a. Marvel knew what they had here and printed a bullet. Yeah. At rank number one, The Incredible Hulk 449 from 1997. This is your first Thunderbolts. Um, $900 for CGC 9.8. 74 bucks on this open market. Holy crap. 74 copies. So. I'm sorry. You said, yes. You said 74 bucks. 74 copies. $900 for CGC 9.8. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. And it looks for like Rawls are going from, well, let me see what, what completed items are going for for Rawls. Wow, I'm seeing wow. I'm seeing a newsstand raw for 150 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Dang. So rawls are going for over 100 too. Yeah. I mean, it could be it could be big. I don't know if it will, but maybe. People used to love Thunderbolts. Yep. At rank 11, we have Hulk number one from 2008. Um, this has Red Hulk's first cover appearance. Yeah, so that's a thing. 14 a copies. couple of this books. Yeah, high sale of 320 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Uh, rank 12, Poison Ivy number one, the Frank Cho 1 in 50. Beautiful cover. When it comes to Femme Fatales of DC, Poison Ivy is at the top of the list. Um, yes, she is. This was pretty good, too, by the way. Um, high sale of 75 five dollars and 25 cents for a raw copy but only 20 copies sold i rank 13 star wars darth vader number three from 2015 this is dr afra right yes that's the first dr afra and first droids uh see we got uh, 14 copies sold and a high sale of 385 for a cgc 98 uh the all-new marvel now point one from 2014 continues to sell well this is uh, what do we like this? This is Kamala a Khan. Oh, this is first Kamala Khan. Gotcha. Mm. Um, 17 copies sold. High sale of $959 for a CGC 9.8. What does it, is it also like a Nova character in all new Marvel Now point one? Or was that just in Marvel Now point one? Uh, this is the first appearance of Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. So I don't, that's all I know. I think it might have been first um, Nova appearance. too. Uh, Marvel Com- about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we did maybe the previous one. I may be conflating books too. I've done that. At rank 15, Marvel Comics presents number 19 
from 1989 comes in. Um, this is something to do with the Ms. Marvel episode that I saw, but I should know what this is referring to. <laughs> um, hmm. 18 copies sold, high sale of $12 for a raw copy. So who did I not notice? Hmm. Okay. Moving on, uh, rank 16, Batman 124, the Philia Braddocken 1 in 25 from 2022. Um, if Philia Braddocken isn't on your radar, which we really liked her cover, if I recall. Um, it's the hyper-detailed one with all the... Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, uh, 25 copies of this sold. Had a high sale of $36 for a raw. 36 bucks is not enough for me to buy one at 25 Heck no. Uh, rank 17, but I did love that cover. Um, uh, Star Wars number two from 1977. Uh, this is the first appearance of Chewbacca and Han Solo. Um, you also have appearances of Greedo, the Millennium Falcon, and the Death Star. And first time we see Obi-Wan in the interior of a book. So that's a thing. 13 more copies sold at a high sale of $349 for a CGC 9.4. Uh, 18 rank 18. We have Thor number one from 2014. First cover appearance of Jane Foster, 16 copies sold. High sale of $300 for a CGC 98. I rank 19. Ghost Rider number one from 1990. Uh, this is less who's this? This is Danny Kelch, Danny mm-hmm. Ketch version of Ghost Rider, um, not Johnny Blay. Um, so 11 copies of this one sold. High sale $350 for a CGC 9.8. And rounding out the top 20, we have Adventures on the Planet of the Apes, number one from Marvel 1975. Um, nearly all the top comics listed stem from speculation. In the case of this book, um, rumors have been floating about that we may receive a Planet of the Apes 4 movie um, directly stemming from the Matt Reeves trilogy. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, we tracked 15 copies sold. And a high sale of twenty nine fifty five for a raw copy. Um, I think I have this one. That's possible. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Rounds out the top twenty. Not too shabby. Some good books I own on there. Can't be that. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Let's look at our FOC. Of course, our FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to add a few books to our order that are coming out here in just a few weeks. Of course, DC is taking the week off for Juneteenth, so we will not see any DC items on this list. But the rest of you have this weekend to see if you want to add anything to your order and bolster your numbers a little bit so you don't have to chase them on the secondary market. Um, Let's start with some of our otter things from Scout Comics and IDW before we head to Marvel. Uh, She Bites, number one. This is a Scout Comics book that looks pretty interesting. I really like Mm -hmm. the uh, composition book cover. That's that's a cool concept. Elsie Baker is a 134-year-old vampire in the body of a nine-year-old girl, sick and tired of stupid adults treating her like a lost little girl and not letting her buy cigarettes. Elsie decides to hire a babysitter to be her chaperone. Enter a suicidal ten- teenager in search of some quick cash. Um, should be fun. There you go. From IDW, I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 131, and we are not getting our Eastman cover, so just curious. I also like to check out the one in tens because we've had some heat on those in the past. Can't find those, so might be dead links. That's IDW you're looking at? Yep. Dark Horse giving us anything? That Overwatch first issue. Is that going to be anything, Kyle? Nope. We've already had Overwatch stuff. 
enough no heat for new blood it just depends on if you like those characters that they're going into so this is uh cole cassidy so if you like cole cassidy um jump into this one so it's nice to get some of their backstory since it was a multiplayer game we didn't get a lot of backstory on some of them so this is your best way to get some of their backstory is when these books come out with characters that you're interested in interested in yeah image has given us above snakes number one um, this is who is above snakes? Uh, Sean Lewis, Hayden Sherman, um, the hit team behind the few and thumbs, which weren't really hits in mm-hmm. my estimation. They're a hit team. It wasn't a hit book. Right. <laughs> it's a Deadwood style Western colliding with uh, Neil Gaiman fantasy. Maybe uh, seventy one seventy four presents number one. That is Ashley Wood doing the art. And I'm presuming uh, the writing as well, or there is no, there is no writing. Is that possible that there's no writing and it's just all? Yes, it art? is an art showcase book. Okay. One of the uh, quieter image weeks. Not really anything I care too much about. Well, eight billion genies number three is out. That's very really true. Good. The third issue of that it can't beat that. Yeah, that's a really good book. I like it a lot. But you're right. Nothing that's moving the needle a lot. What is? How about Marvel? Maybe Marvel will save the day with Marvel will come to stuff. us. Of course, we've got AXE and Drew. What does that stand for? Uh, I don't remember again. Avengers, X Men, Eternal. Oh, that's right. Yes. I think my brain is mushed. Is that possible? It's okay. It is absolutely fine. Well, Defenders Beyond number one. Does that do anything for you? Not in. Not at all. No, the art's terrible. Yeah, Fortnite cross Marvel Zero War. We are getting a second print, so get it. Why? But they were, t- I don't know. They were talking about how I don't have art, so I don't know if it's any different. I but don't they think w- they're doing codes in the second printing, are they? Mm, that was my other question. Are we doing codes in the second print? Did we not hear that they were not going to do bu- codes in the second printing? Uh, we never confirmed, but we had literally our last confirmation was maybe they're not doing codes. Oh, okay. We just don't know. Yeah. Maestro finishes up World War M. That feels delayed. Uh, we've got a couple of Moon Knight iterations. We've got um, Black, White, and Blood 3. And then we have the... Oh, that's a poster. Um, Marvel, Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight poster, which I can put on my bedroom wall. Fortnite Marvel Second Prince will not have digital codes. You are correct. Right. So so what do you think about it now? Don't touch it with a 10-foot ball. There you go. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, number one. Could have swore we had a Shang Chi and a Ten Rings, but maybe it was just a Shang Chi book. So this is um, basically what the movie was called, right? It is what yes. the movie was called. Yeah, I'm gonna say it is what the movie. Was. So why do we want? Why is? Why do we need another Shang Chi book? Because the other one did so well, did it? I mean, we gotta we gotta move that character forward. Yeah, keep him in the spotlight, I guess. Fifth issue is She Hulk, Spider Gwen four, Gwen verse four. And since we are at issue 25 with Spy- with Star Wars, by golly, we got some covers. But we didn't raise the price. We didn't no, make it an anniversary issue. Didn't. I'm proud yeah. of those guys. Very good. We like the Choose Your Destiny variants, right? With the yes. Some of them have been very good. And basically that just means they stick the weapon. It gets a up-close-and-personal look of the weapon. For the is most that, part, yeah. Is that what that is, that theme is? No clue. I've got dead links on everything. Oh, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. They're going to collect the Wastelanders as a trade. That'll look, that'll be good in trade. I like that a lot. 
We already talked about That's a good price on that Wastelanders trade. What was it, 25 bucks? 16 16 That's not bad. So you're getting it for $8.60 with your discount. That's a pretty good deal. I'm coming around to your side of thinking on this Grim stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Looks really solid looking covers. Really yeah. cool concept. I've got the I've got the comic sitting there. I got to read it. There you go. And then our and back half. Of course, we go right to the prison cover. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very nice. There's an unlockable version of it. I don't see the difference. Oh, virgin. And there is a FOC reveal variant by Inkyuk Lee. That's amazing. <laughs> American Mythology is coming out with a Florida Man book by Mike Barron. Good yeah, old this funny books. That looks yep. good. That was a Kickstarter. The solicit starts with laugh out loud funny and unapologetically offensive. Four bucks, got to do it. Man, goat, and bunny man gives us green eggs and blam. And then they do a Dr. Seuss knockoff cover after the trend is way dead. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, way too Too little too late, bros. I think that's all I had. In Aftershock, we have Brother of All Men, number one. um, That is by Zach Thompson. Ah, cool. It is 1928, veteran of the Great War and part-time private eye Guy Horn travels to a remote community in western Canada to retrieve his estranged brother from the clutches of a dangerous cult. As Guy struggles to gain control of his own personal demons, he's tantalized by the causes and charismatic leader, Brother the Twelfth. I love Aftershock books, so that is a good option there. Yeah. Oh, and Two-Gun Terror. Terror looks pretty good, actually. It's American mythology. That looks pretty good. From our friends at Mad Cave, Potions Incorporated has its second issue. That's an Eric Burnham book that we thought was kind of a neat looking mm-hmm. run. Definitely. All right, Drew, we like to pick a book, plop it out of here and say, hey, make sure you snag this book up. Don't miss it. What is it? It is She Bites, number one, from Scout. Uh, I like the concept of this one. I'm going to check that one out. I can't do the composition cover because it's a 1 in 50. So I'm going to go with cover A or B. I'm going to go with cover B. No, it's a 10 uh, copy incentive. Damn it. I'm going to go with do cover that A. Per your rules. I'm going with cover A. As the I'm choice with, I wanted all along. Yep. I'm <laughs> going with Grim number three and the Inkyakli reveal variant, even though I'm also in love with the prison. Oh, very cool. Sorry. I'm just caught looking at something that's killing the children covers because they're so good. But I'll stop now. Man, that's so good. Peach Momoko has an amazing Something is Killing the Children 25 copy incentive that we can't talk about because it's 25 copy incentive. We can talk about it. We can't pick it. All right, click it. Tell me how cool it looks. Where are we looking? What is what is Something book? is Killing the Children 25. Uh, all I have is the die cuts and the cover A. Then you're missing out because all these these frizz and covers and these, they're all great, but I friggin' love that. That uh, 25 copy incentive. Bummer. Very good looking book. All right, let's head to CBSI. Of course, CBSI is comicbookinvest.com. That is our good friends that pull a top 10 and tell us about what's going pretty quick and lovely on the secondary market. And we want to see what they are tracking, starting with their number one book, Spectacular Spider-Man number 98, The Spot. Yep, $600 for 9.8, $60 or more for raw copies. Remember that comic tip. Villains are generally not good investments unless they are iconic. Pretty sure that this character does not fall into that category, but the spot. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, the spot 
Who is it? What is it going to be in? No clue. It's going to be in something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like this. <laughs> Big Spot fan. <laughs> yeah, he's in a lot of Daredevil. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Oh yeah, okay, Into the Spider Verse two is what it. Yeah, what it's yeah. Going. At rank two, we have Avengers number nine. Of course, is our good Stanley Jack Kirby book. An 8.0 is $1,900. A 7.0 is $1,200. A 5.5 is $625. Disney making a Wonder Man show. This definitely scraping the bottom of the barrel, but we'll see what it ends up. Yeah, the the only th- I was thinking the same thing. Jason was on the Slack talking to me about it, and he suggested this could be building to a West Coast Avenger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we need to get some of these lesser-known characters that were in West Coast Avengers, some screen time, so we can put them all together and assemble them as West Coast Avengers, which would be fabulous. Heck yeah. I rank three, and this is our homage to Tim Sale, Batman The Long Halloween, issues one through 13. The set's going for $300. The death of of Tim Sale has brought attention back to this series. His magnum opus, in our opinion. Rest in peace. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like a four-issue run. It's 13. There you go. At rank four, we have The Boys, number one. Um, when your show does just whack-job crazy things, uh, it creates spec. After 9.8s had fell to about 300 to 350 they are back up over $425. The first few episodes of season three are nuts. As crazy as the show is, it still manages to make you care about the characters. I'm actually surprised this book is still as inexpensive as it is. At rank five, Miss Marvel number 13 from 2015. Uh, 15 to $20 up from the under $10 for last week. Okay, I'll admit it. I like the show way more than I was expecting. Uh, Iman Valini is perfectly cast as Kamala, and it appears that uh, Cameron is pretty important to the story. This may, dare I say it, actually be undervalued at this moment. That must be it, Cameron, yeah. the, the, the cousin, quote-unquote yep. cousin. At rank six, Wonder Man, number one from 1991. 9.8s moved from around $75 all the way up to 125 Most can't afford Avengers number nine, so why not overpay for this number one from the 1990s? Got a few of these, so I'll have to dig those out. Heck yeah. Uh, Spawn number 38 was less than $10. It's now almost 30 First appearance of Cygor. Apparently McFarlane has inked a deal to bring his toy line Raw 10, and Cygor is part of that line. Uh, I don't hate this speculation, but we have been burned by McFarlane news many times before. At rank 8, One Punch Man Free Comic Book Day Edition. Most of you know my disdain for FCBD books as speculation. If you don't know, I view them the same as advertisements and should be treated as such. This one falls in a weird category because no other One Punch Man book has been released in the U.S. This one got a further bump this week with movie news. 9.8s will now run you $500 friggin' dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, snap, Drew. Grim number one, third print is 15 ah. to $20. If you keep allocating, could you just make these forever? So <laughs> we, we were correct. Green Lantern number 55 from uh, 2010, the 1 in 25 Doug Mankey variant. A raw copy of this hadn't sold in a long time, like three months. Multiple cup, cup, little, multiple copies sold this week for $200 for Rawls. Could be the same buyer, but on weeks where hot books are scarce, it made the cut. This still is one of the best Lobo covers ever. 
That is a reach. Yeah. Honorable mentions: Spider Gwen, Gwen verse number three, the Peach Momoko one in one hundred variant, is going for one hundred ten dollars. I think it is close, but the store variant print runs for this issue will be similar to the incentive. Blah blah blah. Science Comics number three, uh, very good to good copy, sold for thirty two hundred dollars for Raw. What in the world is going on in this book? What are those monsters with single teeth, elephant ears, and noodles for arms? What? That's weird. So strange. Yes. All right, Drew, now that we've looked into the future and back into the past, it's time for our sneak peek at next week. The books that we think you need to head to your local comic book shops and pick up because they are going to be the next thing to increase in value. We are going to start with our good friends at Penguin Ren or Lunar Distributions to look at our DC books for this week and see if we can find anything on the 21st. So we're going to team up Aquaman and the Flash because we did Aquaman and Green Arrow and it must have done well. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to have them team up for Void Song, number one. Interesting. I have no interest. (laughs) I Um, do love this Batman, Superman, World's Finest, number four. This Derek Chu cover is. Yeah, yeah. I think the Dan Mora with a touch of red is kind of interesting Mm -hmm. as well. Catwoman 44, the Jeff DeCall. It's a very funny cover with Harley and Catwoman. And a frozen Catwoman that's gorgeous, as yeah. usual. As per usual. Duo, I haven't read. As the race is being started, Flash already has won the gold medal. Very cool. Milestones in history, number one, is a one-shot. A lot of cool characters in that landscape version. Looks like could be highly desirable. Uh, the Nightwing 93, Bruno Redondo looks gorgeous. I like the Jamal Campbell pretty good as well. Very good. Yeah, it's pretty much terrible. The only terrible misstep of Tom Taylor's run on this comic so far. So Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen's boss, Perry White, number one, is a one-shot from DC that includes new stories by Fraction and Steve Lieber. So might be something fun to find in there. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, but it looks so, like they, not just him, though. It looks like Correct. Like, yeah. It's a seven-page story by Fraction and Lieber. Is it worth five bucks for those? Reprinted two? stories by Elliot Magan and Kurt Swan, Neil Cad, and Brian. Yeah. So there's a bunch of reprinted stories, but there are two new stories in there yeah. by Fraction and Lieber. Are those two worth the $5? Well, I, I probably haven't read those previous ones. Correct. It would have been pretty old, so. Yeah. It's possible. It's muy possible. Well, there's a lot of good stuff there he's from. I kind of like that idea, though. I really mm-hmm. do. From Image Comics, let's see what there's. Beware the Eye of Odin, number one, Doug Wagner. This is a four-issue series. Tim Odland, Michelle Mads. This is the vinyl and the plast- and plastic creator Doug Wagner returns with artist Ted Odland and colorist Michelle Madsen to bring you a tale of Vikings, trolls, frost giants, and Valkyrie. Deadly class hits issue 53. Looks pretty good. And this is the penultimate that we decided it was ending at 54 or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Newburn hits number eight. It's been great. Looking forward to this. I hate this place book, but I haven't read it yet. I don't care anything about Hell Cop, but some of these covers have been awesome. And this cover B, the uh, magazine cover, cover. Cover, cover. Uh, I, I very much like this. Yeah. I'm um, the same way about zombies versus ray, robots. I don't care about mm-hmm. the story, but the covers have been really fabulous. 
Yes, 100%. Dark Horse gives us Lonesome Hunters number one. Uh, you can tell Tyler Crook's art style from a mile away. Yeah. Gorgeous stuff. IDW gives us not much. <laughs> Maybe a Usagi. Uh, you, you've not read any of this new Amazing Spider-Man, have you, Kyle? I have not. And it's only on issue four. Mm-hmm. And so four doesn't hasn't even come out yet. So you don't have that. You're not that far behind. I think you should read. I think you'd like it. All right. I'll check her out. It's really kind of a really cool reboot. Um, different take. Will they be able to maintain that? I'm not making any promises. Mm-hmm. Punisher War Journal number one. Meh. Is this more uh, Miles Morales Moon Girl? That's a one shot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to do one shots of different. I don't know if they're considered team up books or whatever. So instead of a Marvel team up. They're just going to do Marvel team up as a series of one shots. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I don't hate it. Moon Knight 12 gives us three covers. Like I'm skipping like the the Hellfire Gala variant. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason for me to get that. Right. Like Correct. if they if they stuck an X-Men on the book somewhere with Moon Knight, I'd probably get it. Yeah. But instead of Moon Knight. I don't see the appeal. Miles Morales, Spider-Man 39, has a really good cover. A, just the standard cover, is very, very, very well done. I'm interested in Punisher War Journal. I've enjoyed the um, Jason Aaron version. And I know you don't like the logo. Noted. It's, like, it's a stupid cover. It just looks stupid like that. This is Torin Gronback, though, who's doing some Thor books. So I'll be curious to see what he his take on this is. Should be some That's Inquisitor good. on the cover of these Star Wars books, but there isn't. Yeah, no doubt. Nothing in Dynamite. Were you done in Marvel? Yep. Um, they really go leaning into this die-cut mask thing for something that's killing <laughs> the children, aren't they? Yeah, it's too little too late. A whole bunch. My goodness. And then in the back half, we have Armor Clads getting its penultimate. Cowboy Bebop. Is that one of the anime that you've... Um, you've watched uh i've seen the original cowboy bebop and then they made a netflix adaptation and then a comic about that netflix adaptation it's uh, supposed to be pretty good not the netflix adaptation but the original anime yes yeah yeah do you watch have you seen any of the studio ghibli anime stuff i don't know what that is it's like Howl's moving castle and princess mononeke and oh that sort of yeah thing. yeah 100 absolutely it's supposed to be pretty amazing cartoon (laughs) yeah yeah i've seen a lot of those actually they're very well done spirited away yeah all those things yeah phenomenal those are the big three i think yep uh illusion witch number one from who is this behemoth the ones i can't pronounce behemoth uh ruben romero and andrea erico and the Joneses hits number three. This has been fun. First two issues of Joneses has been really good from AWA. I've enjoyed that a ton. So what is Wrong Earth Confidence Men one shot from Ahoy Comics by Mark Wade? Wrong Earth has been, I think it's on three volumes. Yes. Um, and I think it's set in the 80s, maybe. It's a bunch of one shots. Yeah, I think they're one shots now. Yeah. I don't think there was any heat on any of the prior ones, was there? Um, well received, uh, hmm. critically acclaimed. I think I don't think they've been optioned yet, so there's still potential there. There's that whole thing. But yeah, they're they're now a franchise, so I would look I would look for some heat to come come its way. 
Anything else, Drew? No, I think that's it. All right. This is the point of the podcast where I ask for your sneak peek at ne- your your pick for this week. What is your pick for the sneak peek that you think is going to have a little bit of value and we need to make sure we snag up? I am going to go with uh, Lonesome Hunters number one from Dark Horse Comics and my boy Tyler Crook. Mm. I was not real impressed with this week on too many things, so I'm having a little bit of a struggle on a couple things. A lot of things I like, but nothing that jumps off the page at me. What was your pick again? The Tyler Crook. Uh, Lonesome Hunters from Dark Horse. Well, I might as well just toss out the the image number one, even though I'm not completely sold on it. It's a good option, and it did have me interested in reading it. Uh, Beware the Eye of Odin, number one. So we shall see on that one. Cover A. Cover A. Well, there is no cover B. Correct. So that's that's a a thing I like when there's not a a dearth of too many covers either. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because this was the vinyl and plastic guy, so it's exactly. going to be a weird, weird book. It's going to yeah. be wackadoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of weird and wackadoo, we thank you for joining Drew and myself as our we venture through this week in comics to see what's coming out. If you want more from Drew and myself and our community, head on over to uh, Patreon, be part of our community, get access to our Slack, and have all kinds of wacky, wild conversations with us about what's going on in the world of comics and what we should, shouldn't invest in. We appreciate you guys, and thank you so much for Drew and for myself. See ya. Prepare yourself for Dork Day Afternoon, a brand new actual play podcast. You performers! Oh, that's fun. The brainchild of two brothers, spawned from their desire to crush the fictional hopes and dreams of their friends and loved ones. You remember what I said about being a, a monster of a GM? Someone has to be a monster, and the GM's the one who probably should be. Two shows every week. On Mondays, coming to you from the end of the world, two past midnight, a Twilight 2000 4th edition campaign. As if being in prison wasn't stress enough. War is hell, gentlemen. And on Thursdays, the circus comes to town with Encore of the Lost, a playthrough of the Extinction Curse AP, written for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Failure to know! What is it, Pumpkin? I'm looking at pumpkins! Roll for initiative. Natural 20 for a total of 24. 25. F*** you. (laughs) (laughs) Dork Day Afternoon. Listen, your life might just depend on it.